Hey Zombro fans, Russell Twinson back here for another wonderful episode of Zombro's Action. Three minutes late because John dropped another bomb on me right before the show started. That's a tough situation, man. Man, oh man. We don't yeah. say specific, just say a person in your life. Cause you gotta yeah, you gotta so, share this. So uh so Zombros now will begin with a weekly segment we call Things that irk John or things that bother John. Last week it was Twitter sending me shit that I don't want. Mm -hmm. You know, like people mm -hmm. like stuff and then it shows up in my feed. Now it's people asking. I, I don't even know. I, I I really shouldn't. All right, go you don't have this to. One you because, don't have to. Because if this person listens, they know who they know. I'm talking about them. I That's right. Go into. That's right. It's just a weird spot to put a, a someone you work with in. It's strange. Yeah. Strange. Right. Very sorry, least. sorry for the tease there. Sorry, yeah, we don't mean to do that. It's all right. It just, oh man, this this is the world we're living in right now. How about that frozen dawn? Welcome to another wonderful episode. This is Zombros Live diving <laughs> is the, in. Uh, is this the Zombies podcast, or is this the <laughs> show where I just talk about my issues? We you know, session for John. Both are interesting, though. Like you live a pretty interesting life. You were telling me how chaotic your schedule is getting. Like right now, we'll do the uh, just catching up with y'all. How you? How's your week been? And then we'll dive right into the Frozen Dawn and all of our thoughts on it and, and all that good stuff because we'll be talking about that for hours. John was telling me his hectic schedule, man. You want to? You, you want to share just? How ridiculously swamped you are? Yeah, so Vegas right now is putting me at, um, I think it's five to one odds of bashing my brains in over the next two weeks. <laughs> I think those are the official Vegas odds, so you can go betting on whichever sports gambling site you want. Um, mm -hmm. No, it's just like, like uh, so now I'm taking like in major courses and they're all fucking suck. And then you mm -hmm. also got like, like I've got a class now with an exam like coming up like who the hell does an exam three weeks into school mm. um i've got finals for a speech competition on the same day as that exam i also have to meet with my advisor to discuss courses i'm going to take when i'm going abroad in the future and then also getting the application to go abroad in order oh I hate uh, so this week is going to be really hectic for me and just barely moved into where i live now like last week you got might have saw behind me was just a disaster mm-hmm now it's clean because I only recently, like, finally unpacked everything. So it's been hectic. Uh, Vegas Vegas right now is not giving me very good odds. Oof. That's terrible. And then we're still, you know, balancing all of our businesses and all that on top of that. But John is oh, just like getting... I was saying to myself, I'm like, I got to get my life in order before Black Ops 4 comes out. Otherwise, there's no way in hell I'll have time. Like, so if there's one thing that this DLC taught me mm -hmm. is that I'm woefully unprepared for Black Ops 4. I was able to find time to play the Shadowed Throne on Tuesday for a fair bit. Yeah, I guess Frozen Monday Dawn. night. And Frozen Dawn. Yeah. What did I say? The Shadowed, Shadowed Throne. Throne. Yeah. <laughs> that would confuse a lot of people. I. Yeah. So I found I found time to play it Monday night, and I found mm -hmm. time to play it Tuesday. Yeah. Um. But that's really all I've had time to do, and I kept saying to myself, I want to make sure I get a stream of it at some point, mm -hmm. or I want to stream the Easter egg. And I just never found time to do so. And it's like, I got to get this in order come Black Ops 4. I'm just like up a creek. Well, you got shafted. Did you not go or did Nick contact you and you just didn't hit him up about the server? He had a private channel for all the Easter egg stuff between all the YouTubers in his server, which is also a move to get everyone in his server. But 
No, no, I, I, I'm unaware of this. What is Ooh, this? What oh, your buddy Nick! He cut you out! That's why when you were messaging me, like, I was, A, completely out of it. Like, I couldn't do crap because of everything that was going on in my life. Get into that later. Trying, but trying to get your attention. You were ignoring me. I wasn't purposely ignoring you. I, I don't carry my phone on me as often as I used to anymore. Um, but I was streaming because, like... In that chat, you have Smart Guy, Nick, Greg, Luna, B Bat, Noah, Jay was even in there running with everybody. Everyone got invited into this group chat for the Easter egg hunt. What some bullshit? <laughs> God damn it. So like you're sitting here, like Star Wars in there, we're all like working in and out of teams, we're sharing messages and updates. It's like it's a beautiful place to group pool the Easter egg. So it's just like Man, that's that, that's why I was confused. I'm like, did John not get the invite? Nick and him are buddies. No, John didn't get the invite. <laughs> Fuck you, Nick. <laughs> Our oh. friendship is officially over. Over. That's great. Yeah. You can even over before it even started. And Juan already. Well, well, joke, yeah, yeah. Jokes on you, Nick, because I was first in the world for um, the frozen dawn oh almost forgot it there almost forgot it there i i did i almost did and it's did not you, even the s- by the way it's just frozen dawn as far as i know really i thought so what's the promotional hmm. art say maybe i can i'll get that up later but anyway juan was bugging me to be like hey now you gotta host easter eggs in your discord server and that's the way you'll get more people to join yours so he's like we gotta copy nick now because he's jealous him and mata had that rivalry rivalry i explained last episode on the podcast they're despicable well, he- if you didn't see, though, I tweeted this at uh, 2.26 a.m., oh, August boy. 28th, 2018, okay. just so everybody knows when the record was set. Okay. I am once again first in the world for another World War II zombies Easter egg. I think this makes it five in a row. I'm going to bed. I'll post a cutscene in the morning. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. This is... uh. Five in a row. Five five in a row, man. That's quite a record. Did Sledgehammer send you anything yet, John? No, they haven't sent me anything. They Oof. sent Smart Guy and right? uh, Starburst shit. I don't even know why. That's just, just wrong. Just wrong how they ignore you like, in the community. I work so hard to be first in the world, and I uh-huh. get no credit. None. Ever. Never. Man, it's so weird how that works, right? I mean, part of it is my humility, and I like to pass the uh, the fun on to others. Yes, yes. Because I often, I, I've done this in the past for Treyarch Easter eggs, where I'll complete the Easter egg before everybody and just not tell anyone. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'll, I'll play dumb. I'll be like, I'll be like, what? Uh, what cutscene where we blow up the moon? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. You know? That, yeah. I yep. didn't know we blew up the moon after having beaten it like a day prior. Are you a soul bowl to uh, leak hints too? Are you part of that group of insidious people leaking the old Easter egg steps? Oh, they're trying uh, no, to get I don't, leak, I don't leak the steps. I like uh, to have everybody have their fun. Oh, that's good. That's good. At least you're good on that on that end. There we go. Uh, no, I'm not totally. I'm not totally evil. <laughs> <laughs> well, memeing aside, it's been quite an interesting week with the Frozen Dawn. It was something that I very much enjoyed. Oh, oh it is. It is the Frozen It is Dawn. the... It's on... Did you see the article? Yeah. Okay. Well, it no, is. but I just... I just... Blaze Storm in the comments says it is the Frozen Dawn. Oh. So I trust Blaze Storm. Well, he says right question mark. What do you... What do you, what do you let's see here. Let's uh, do uh, Shadow... Hmm. Oh, Charlie Intel will have it, actually. Charlie Intel. And I can get that up. Uh, it's like the school. Ohio State University. Right, but isn't it but many people just call it Ohio State. Uh, yeah, I know. 
Does it not even full map? Does oh man? Does he write that many articles, or does World War Two just have no one cares? No one cares. Oh shit! God, oh oh oh! Geez, you're kicking everything. I already keep I saying to, that. I was trying to sit back a little, and it didn't work. There we go. I keep hearing that no one cares, but boy oh boy, the rumor mill about the numbers. Well, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get, get to, to that. that. We'll get to that. Uh, where where is it? And Frozen Dawn, just Frozen Dawn, just called Frozen Dawn, on the promotion. Bullshit. I don't believe it. Okay, all right. Well, let me go find another one. Shadow War, Charlie Into, uh, Shadow War DLC for World War Two. Glad World War Two's over. That type of comment. What did it do to you? <laughs> like, what was it holding up? All right, all right. I'm on the COD wiki for oh. the article. The Frozen Dawn. Okay, John. I had the promotional artwork from the marketing team. <laughs> Where well, I have a Mr. Dalek JD video, which oh, is the yes. Frozen Dawn. Yes, our good friend John. Let's definitely. He's also the same guy who has a guide out there, I'm pretty sure, saying that you need to charge the pads to beat the boss in the back. But right here. Uh, and he also author of the Firebill guide. There it is. Just Frozen Dawn. Actually, if we go to the trailer, right? I bet it's right at the end. As well, let's look at the official trailer. Boom! Zombies, Frozen Dawn. Oh, my suggestions. Zombies, Frozen Dawn. Yep. All right, you're wrong, John. Just eat it, eat it. Agree to disagree. <laughs> man, Nick was, can agree on. Nick was upset last night, man. He was fired oh, up. He it was, was distracting like, me so hard. It, it was like it was like when now I know what it's like when Nick and I get into arguments. Yeah. And you're just sitting there watching it all. Oh my God. Nick's just a fiery person, clearly. Um, I I was in the middle of putting on a coat of uh, polyeth polyethylene. No, what is it? Poly poly. I don't know. Poly your table, not mine. Polyethylene. Oh, now I can't say it. Oh. Polyurethane. Thank you, polyurethane. And I was putting that coat on, and then I would just end up stopping because I needed a light, a better light to see where I was actually hitting with the polyurethane. And I, Nick just kept texting me, so it was in my hand. I didn't have, like, one of the headlight things. I ended up getting it later. But he just, he was so mad. And to be fair, we need to talk about some decent gripes with the game mode because it's just like in the storytelling, there's a cycle. Now, IW has some sort of cycle. We know Treyarch has a cycle. Uh, we have a special meteor from space that comes down and it has a metal in it that allows people to harness and access Geistcraft, very similar to 115. The only uh, see, I wasn't thinking 115. I wasn't either. Only. That's what you know Nick what was I was really, thinking. What I was thinking Black Panther. Yes, I was thinking absolutely. You that. know, like you have this, you have this primitive civilization that gets this special element and then yep. uses that element to build an advanced civilization that's been done time and time again in black panther x-men i mean that's the origin of wolverine's animantium skeleton like this is stuff that's been all the way through comics i'm sure comics base it off of like legends and lore of the past so that's why when it's like this is lazy it's unoriginal like there's there's a good gripe in the idea that it is it's you're trying to differentiate differentiate yourself from treyarch so why do even have the chance of using the word cycle or having a meteor that could be from space involved. Well, like here's, here's my, here's my stance on the meteor. Yeah. I don't love it. Um, I especially don't like the way they describe it. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know, something about it just feels like mumbo jumbo science, you know? Okay. Like we're inventing fake science now. Yes, but that's in the realm of the universe. See, we're definitely yeah, inventing yeah, no, fictional I know, science. I know. Yeah. No, I know. I know. But so so besides that though, my yeah. my take on the meteor is that like sure it's been done before and probably the most recent example in people's minds is say like Black Panther. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a problem with reusing elements like that in a story, you know? Like take for example like say Star Wars or yeah. Star Wars just the hero's journey but in space, you know? Yeah. Yep, and like, yep. nothing original about it, but people still love that story, you know? Yep. So I don't think that just because something is derivative, it's instantly a bad story. Right. So while I don't love just kind of like the trope of the meteor, have no issue whatsoever that like, oh, it's a special element. And Treyarch's story had a special element. Because okay. there's hundreds of movies with in books with special elements, you know? Mm-hmm. No issue with that whatsoever. Hey, is that for uh, just another UK gamer? Isn't that the other guy that was leading in the boss fight and then glitched out on you and everything like that? I, I think so. John wanted to know because he wasn't in any of the calls. <laughs> I wasn't invited. Nope. Poor John. Oh, let me see. Go to channel just to double check that. I appreciate the invite and I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it is you. Hey, thanks for stopping by. Um, but I, I don't know what my schedule is. Basically a complete and utter mess. And I never got into that, and I can get into that later when there's a lull. But I, I want to keep talking about Frozen Dawn because it's unfair to tear Nick apart when he's not on the show. But we just had him on last week, so he's not I coming back. I think it's totally fair. <laughs> um, but he, there, there's interesting criticisms about the the way the story unfolded. For me, I was I had it ruined in chat for me like. 40 minutes before I saw it unfold, which sucked. But as soon as the guy in chat was just like, so now that they are the new Raven Lords, what do you what do you make of it? I'm just like, everything just, oh, that's perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. The whole storyline mm-hmm. up to this point, yeah, absolutely. You have, in the beginning, we talk about this darker evil. How many times did I speculate in videos or in my storyline videos keep bringing that Klaus quote up? quote up over and over and over like there's something else here and i was saying barbarossa's the big evil straub's the puppet or there's something else and then there's a secret order they kept talking about too that was pulling the strings throughout history and the painting all that's the so then you have it all line up in the end where we have this god king is a rough name though i don't know if i can get behind what's our big bad guy's name god king <laughs> The uh, God so, of the Kings. I, I, I made so, this joke with um. I made this joke yesterday with Nick and Avatar. All right, we have this really difficult. We have this element that's really difficult to obtain. What should we call it? Yep, unobtainium. <laughs> yeah. But then sometimes you know, if it says what it is, it's fine. Like there's really simple names that just work in real life. It's just like, what is this place? It's never winter. Why? Because it's never winter here. It's always freaking summer. Okay, it's a little on the nose, but I get the point. So, God King, it's not a, not a stick the landing for me, but it makes sense. Apparently, this guy's the god of all the kings. He seems to be the original uh, guy that was involved, the Thulian Emperor. I'm not sure what his actual monarch name would be at this point, but he was the Thulian leader that got exposed to the original Geistcraft energy and then kind of got aboard this cycle that would he appointed his raven lords and then they betrayed him. But you haven't been in the boss fight, so you don't even know uh, the quotes unless you watched my video, which I oh, no, doubt. I watched. I, I've been keeping up. Do you watch my newest storyline video? I'm pretty sure. I've been keeping up. No, like the I one I released yesterday. I think so. 
Get, get out of here, John. You're great. Yeah, guess who prepares Whoa. for this show? Whoa. Yeah. Oh, 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 he got so just, excited. Yeah, you unplugged no, it. No, I just accidentally opened up the stream on my phone. Oh, uh, no, okay. I, I, I I, haven't played it much. You know, uh, like I played, it, I played it Monday night and I played it Tuesday. Uh-huh. And I haven't played it since. And the furthest I got in the Easter egg was trying to explain to you where the wire is and how to place the, um, yeah. how to wire. place the, the, uh, the scythe. God, I love the scythe. The scythe Isn't is a great it? weapon. Wow, so good. Like, let's do. You, let me finish but, but, the thought but, about the we'll, lore, we'll, and we'll dive into the weapons. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get back into the weapons. So, like his quotes that he's where, where been was I going? Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I've seen. I, I've been keeping up. Great. I, I know pretty much everything that happens. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of little details. Apparently, Vivian did live. Cameron hinted on that on Twitter that uh, she got away. He? Yeah, she did. But there's like a giant blood smear, so everyone thought that was what it was. But apparently, uh, I'm, I'm a little cheeky annoyed by that, it. though. I feel I feel like everybody's living, you know. Well, Straub's done for done. He's a hundred percent gone yeah, for good. Is, Same with Barbie Straub. B. I really like. They had that. us. They had us though for a moment where he's like, "Is Straub dead?" You know. Mm -hmm. Yep. There definitely. Was, there was a brief moment, and I'm glad he stayed dead. That was a yeah. very very good call. Um, so the God King seems to be controlled by the original devil himself. So that is an interesting aspect that's being added to the series. And because to note the de is the devil himself actually a quote from the map because that's also a quote from like some old uh, Straub radios. Oh, oh, you're right. The Straub devil used to himself. Always around, he used to always say the devil himself. I am. Wow. Oh, look and see. That's what Cameron's waiting for. I'm sure. Oh, I bet he just had that's a great. That's what I'm here. For. Oh. That's what I'm here. Hey Cameron, remember who I, came up with that one? I'm sure Cameron was someone just going like, "Yeah, just oh, oh yeah, connection, gotcha, storyline guy." Ah, oh, damn it, <laughs> I can't know it all. I I know nothing, Jon Snow. Um, but yeah, so where where were we going? So the the devil is in control of this cycle that he's trying to unleash this greater evil, and the Thulian king's the one that first introduced all the uh, evil to the world. He's the guy that told civilization about hey there's a hell and there's a devil and that i i see him he controls me or whatever it is I'm not sure if he sees him per se but something along those lines and that is the other force on the outside manipulating the cycle and the raven lords trying to keep a balance between the world about to explode and it not exploding so it's kind of i, I think it's a I like the lore around it. That's why, like, even in the opening cutscene, to see the actual war going on and seeing, like, the Panzer Mortar explode on the boat, it's just like, yo, that's fun. That's cool. I like it. I just wish it was longer, but that gets that is a fair as, criticism as, of the as game. Fun, as fun and as cool as that is, though, uh-huh. It's kind of frustrating from a player perspective. Okay. Where you're like, oh man, that's cool. That's fun. I want to be on that boat where the Panzer just exploded and mm -hmm. be fighting all those zombies. Good point. Then you enter the game and you're in you're in the Frozen Dawn. And yes, disconnected again. And like I it, it, and not not to not to not to belittle the Frozen Dawn. Yep. But you tease us with this high point mm -hmm. and then drop us down because zombies always start slow. Of course, yep. that's the yep. nature of the game. But to go from that high adrenaline to the map itself is a little bit of a drop. That's that's really good point, and that's kind of the question. Where like the torture path, really, it wasn't that big. Like, oh, it was just weirdly disconnected. This one really was like that. Oh, whoa, oh, I'm not there. Darn it. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, that's a really good point. Right on. I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed. I feel like Barbarossa fell to the wayside a little. 
He did, and uh, it, it would seem that they ran out of storyline space. It is like they mm-hmm. wanted to set something else up, and it didn't execute, and so they kind of had a uh, – what do they call that in football? Audible. They called an audible here later on with the the way the maps played out. It reminded me a lot of like GK when I I pushed Jason on that in the interview when I'm just like, what the hell is with Monty? What? Why did he? But not Derizendrock or Zet because he was like, we really had storyline beats we wanted to hit in Derizendrock and Zet's Bonashima, and then by GK we we had to introduce him for what we wanted to do in the other maps and. Like I still feel like it was rushed, and he's like, "Yeah, it, you know, he had sentiments like that. I don't know if he still feels that way, but there are absolutely sentiments in the past where he was like, "Yeah, Monty was just kind of a rock in a hard place, and we had to get him in there." So mm-hmm. it sort of felt like we knew we had to get to Thule. We knew we had to have the God King, and that was supposed to be a big like, "Whoa, Barbarossa was actually dead, and he failed, and whoa, and he tried to harness it all, and it didn't get to play out again." And that's I a shame. Just- I would have preferred it if maybe Barbarossa was the final boss and maybe mm-hmm. the greater evil or the God King was living through him. Yeah. Or if he was just a boss, say, in a previous map, and then you can learn about his failures. Yes. You know, because it, it, it felt like the story was all about Barbarossa. You know, yep. even to the end, they still call it Barbarossa's sword. Yep. You know? Yep. And then it, it, what it what it ultimately comes down to and the payoff is is seeing his head next to Straub's, you know, on the God King. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you're equating Straub to Barbarossa, I feel like, when everything leading up to it would put them on different levels, you know? Ooh, good point. Very, very good point. Um, interestingly enough, too, when we see those murals, I found that was really fascinating that, like, the original Raven Lords, like struck down the god king and one of them that had the shield also had i know every time we said god king (laughs) he had the shield and barbarossa's sword so it was a sword before whenever barbarossa claimed it then on one of his excursions barbarossa found the sword claimed it for his own and tried to take over the world it's kind of fun dynamic there how it's actually supposed to be part of the original raven lord weapons but it it's not anymore and the it kind of works fun into the lore in that way and connects us to the whole barbarossa story of how we found here it's like Barbarossa should have been like this. We got caught up, right? It, it was really something much grander that you didn't realize. You had this story in the beginning. I, I made this comment um, that I really liked how in the beginning is like it's like a humble journey to a grand quest. It started off with this. We got to stop Straub. He is a bad guy creating zombies, which turned into we, we got to stop this ancient evil. And, in, yeah. and, you know, I, I'm not a, always a big fan of the world's coming to an end. This one, it wasn't so much the world's coming to an end, but just like humanity as we know it is over. And there's going to be a new God King dude ruling the world. It's not necessarily like everything's over apocalypse scenarios, like a new society is being ushered in. So I think that's why it doesn't hit me as hard as like super death weapon, giant death star, like saying we got to stop the super volcano. That stuff to me is almost eye rolling, but I don't think it's a give and take because it's like, why am I giving this such a pass in some respects? Because it's just like, well, you, you can absolutely make the argument it's a game over scenario if the God King wins or whatever. The God King is just, yeah, to me, I still don't love him. It was last minute, and especially because of uh, echoes of the Mephistopheles fight. 
is kind of yeah that that I think right? that, that definitely has a large effect in it. As soon and as this is also oh. the same reason why I'm not happy with the cycle either. Yeah, it feels like it's connecting to both the other games. And I was in my car coming home. I think today. that's the best way to put it is that it it, it feels a little too remnant of Mephistopheles. Yes, and that's kind of why I'm like, yo, what. Would this be a good payoff if the Raven Lords show up in the next IW game? If they're actually connecting the storylines and the universes? The game? Yeah. No, 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 no. No, like IW. Like him and Lee mm. Ross sat down and talked and they're like, yo, let's let's make some connections and team up on Treyarch here. Because that's, that's beneath universe. Treyarch if they were to ever collaborate with those other lesser studios. I feel like that's that's the tone and vibe I get. Let me. We're getting, we're, so now we're getting a shared zombie universe. Yeah, think about that. If IW and them lean off each other, that would be interesting because the devil controls the God King. Now, what if that's Lee Ross's Methosopheles or whatever? Yeah. All I of a sudden, it's like, oh shit! And then we see our four characters inside the next IW game, and we got to kill them because their Raven Lords turn bad, or Maria is going against them because she's basically the main character. There's a good gripe that like Jefferson, Olivia, and Drosen really didn't get developed they're, as they're, characters. They're supporting, they're supporting characters. Yes, Marie is the main story in Klaus, and it's mainly Marie. But I, I also feel bad for Olivia. She kind of got the shaft this season because they started developing her character in Frozen Dawn. It's like, <laughs> it's a little late. Because <laughs> they started talking about the Louvre and like why she can't go back and all this type of stuff. And just well, like, who did, they, who, who did they do that to last time? Jefferson. Um, Jefferson was no, Tortured Path. And no, then Drosten was Darkest uh, Shore. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about oh, uh, Treyarch. Or, yeah, Treyarch did this. Remember uh-huh. when. Um, Rossman, I think it was Rossman, really started to emerge as oh, a yes. buried, and, um, <laughs> yeah, buried, yep, only to then just like end their story that yep, map. yep, that's over now. <laughs> yeah, yeah told, it, it feels like that again. Definitely, definitely, and it's it's, uh, it's weird pacing issues, but as a content creator and like a a big fan of entertainment, and I really get into how all this stuff works. From what the producer side of things, I cut it way too much slack because I understand I don't maybe that's too bold of me to say. I, I think I have a general idea about how difficult it is to create something in that sort sort of corporate creative atmosphere and make it come to life. And especially if you lose resources or if you have a small team. Because I struggle with that on YouTube. Like I keep saying I need more people. Like I, I need to hire two people if I want to cover Black Ops 4 effectively. And it's just like it's mm-hmm. just not gonna happen. Now scale that up to a massive franchise with huge expectations of the zombie community and you have a zombie development team of a handful of people trying to fill the shoes of this giant 10-year process, I I feel a lot of sympathy for that type of team because it feels like they're paying their dues very similar to how Treyarch paid their dues before, where IW was the star child. They made all the Call of Duty games and all the money for Activision, and Treyarch, what, they don't get any marketing for zombies. Absolutely not. Treyarch doesn't deserve it. Who even wants zombies in this game? Multiplayer sells Call of Duty games, and then... Time change as Treyarch just kept kept pushing and pushing. The dedication, the team worked harder and harder, and then now we love them. So it's like that's what I see. As a fan, though, you absolutely are entitled to be like, that wasn't entertaining. That wasn't very very good all the way around. There was lots of holes and places that make me not happy because I just wanted to play a fun game. I don't give a shit what he, well, who makes it. it. It's frustrating to the developers because then they can 
you know, it, it's it's be, it's because like the developers are the face of the game mm-hmm. that they're the ones who are going to get the blunt of the criticism. Yeah. When sometimes it just boils down to this game couldn't be as good as we wanted it to be because of um, just because of Activision. You yeah. Know? It's like take uh, it's it's like what everybody said about Zack Snyder and the uh, Justice. Yes. League yes. Movie, you know, where a lot of people initially they were angry towards him but then they realized it really wasn't all his fault and have since flipped the script and got mad at who is it warner brother who does the dc yeah yeah i think i think it's warner brothers yeah that happens all the time because those big publishers rewrite everything they're like uh they'll just come up to you like the hobbit for example the trilogy there was not supposed to be like a love triangle and the studio just came down it's like this character needs to have a love interest for it to sell our marketing demographics tell us that and as a producer of the film you're like or a director or anything you're like what like are you joking it's like we won't fund it if it's not in there and you're like okay this is how it works this is how i make money and supply you know my family with food i guess we'll have to make it work and that seems to you know it's 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 not a good enough excuse for why the product isn't there it should be because every people do you know the best with what they can and if it's and some people do make it but it is something to realize like you know treyarch originally it was all last minute, and they didn't have any resources. And then BO1, they really didn't have many resources still. There wasn't really a zombie team. BO2, halfway through, they had to axe what they were doing, and transit wasn't working, and Zelensky laughed, and oh, man, firings went down, and we got a very meh season. Black Ops 3 happened again, and guess what? Halfway through, they had to throw everything away and start over again, according to the devs. So now... This is the first time in 10 years Treyarch got a full three-year cycle to develop their game, and look how good it looks. Look how almost every, all the polish and all the things are going. You have, well, you say that. We haven't even touched it yet. Sure, sure. But, I mean, pre-launch, remember how we've already been praising it, though, on past, podca- past, past, past podcasts? Because we're like, you got the old story, you got the new story, you have customization, you have stuff for high rounds, you have stuff for people who want replayability, you have people... You got who, God juice. God juice? You got dust balls? There's nothing... Bowls. Dust bowls. I right, forgot it's, my own no, name. It's Team Dust Ball. Come on. Let's get a Team Dust Ball in the chat. Did you see the, the beautiful drawing that guy made about Team Dust Ball with a zombie eating glue? I did, but I don't remember it. Oh, like I, I, I like, like you say this, and I'm like, I've seen this before. Let me go if I go on uh, Instagram. Somebody send this to me so I can okay. I can remember it again. I can I can send it to you. It's on my Instagram. You could follow. Oh, it's Rad Rendering on Instagram. That's why Rendering. Some other guy has my name, and he's like, oh, message me if you want it. Read. I'm like, well, you're gonna charge me money for it. I'm not gonna fucking do that. I'm not. A, that is not it either. Oh, this is great. What? Why don't I just type an Instagram? Oh, I found it. Yeah, Dust Ball. I've seen this. Good, yeah. Good, 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 good. All right, good. I'm glad you found it. Mm-hmm. Uh, praise the dust balls i'm definitely Classic. being team dust ball there's no doubt in my mind oh so uh let's talk about more about the weapons i guess and stop giving excuses to every aspect of the game and t- start talking about the goods and the bads of the map because we're getting so much into the background because that's the stuff we're so interested in as content creators i love all the upgraded weapons man the shield's weak you know all is too much the shield is uh not as fun as the other three but the hammer the mace is it and the scythe or mm-hmm. flail it's a flail rather the flail hammer and scythe are wonderful items to use really really fun i like the fact that they gave it to you so quickly like the scythe you can get by like round two or three it's like good give us those weapons who cares at this point how many times do we have to prove 
I can go through all these quests at round God knows what to get a super weapon that I don't even want to use because it took me two hours to get it. As soon as yep. I get in the game, I have something fun to use. I really, really like that approach. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big, I'm a huge fan of the scythe. God, I was just, I was sitting in the, um, in the, what are they called? The, the tubes? What are they called? Oh, the teleporters. Yep. Yeah, okay. I was sitting in, the, I didn't know if they had a name. I was sitting in the teleporters, I don't know and I was I just do. spamming the site, and anything that came near me would just get chopped up, and they I wouldn't even have to, like, move, or there was no strategy. I was just flailing it. Yeah. Uh, did you, was, did you get to fun. throw scythe blades, too, when you upgraded it? Did you ever get to that part? No, I didn't. Oh, it gets Can even better. That? Yeah, it just throws through, like, streaks at it. And I love the aura around them, too, because the scythe is all black, and it's dealing with death. And, oh, we got... How about Klaus's voice in this? How mm -hmm. freaking cool was Klaus in this whole game? Like, I wish there was even more with him. I feel like we didn't even get enough. Though, not round-based. It should be quest-based because you don't want Samantha Origins happening where he's bothering you all yeah. the time. But, like, when you pick up that scythe and you're just like, I speak for the first of the Raven Order. And just like, oh, this is so cool. Oh, I, I had a lot of that where just this other major entity and dealing with these mythical artifacts and all this type of stuff. That was fun. I had a great, there's, mm -hmm. there's a good history and a good, there was a nice thought process behind the Raven Lord weapons that have been teased since the first mural in the final Reich. Like you suggested, yeah. you wish they were each map and that does yeah, spread out. That would have been more. nicer gameplay wise. And that is a good criticism. Of the game mode is that story always superseded gameplay for a lot of the maps. It would seem because it makes more sense that all four of those weapons would be kept in Thule with the Raven Lords and all that type of stuff. They want to be spread out or hidden. Mm -hmm. What do you think of the map in terms of just like design and layout? Well, did you see me fall off a cliff on Twitter? I did. It was. And I actually fell off a cliff my first game. You did. Yeah, my first game. You know when you blood come altar two. No, when you first enter Thule. Yeah. And. Uh, and you look down, you see like everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, literally, as you first walk yep, down, yep. you can kind of. Where you place all the it. items. I was yep. I was like, ah, oh, they won't let me fall off the edge, and I <laughs> fell off the edge. I love it. Doesn't that give a sense and of realism I'm, though to the map too? In yeah. a complete fantasy universe, is like, hey, I can jump off cliffs. There's not magic barriers. <laughs> Well, I was expecting like some kind of like invisible wall to prevent me, and as I got ever closer, I just I fell. Do you know what that reminded me of was the map design of BO1. How the maps, like they described, are actively working against the players. Like uh, Shangri-La has stuff to slow you down, catch you up, and all that. I really like that aspect. They're like, oh, there's a freaking cliff sheer there. And, and uh, Lost City would be all messed up like that. You wouldn't have everything perfectly paved unless it was built into, like, they were meticulous and meant to last forever, this civilization. The place is a yeah. shithole. It's pretty ratty because it's been left in dormant for all these years, and the civilization's been wiped out after God knows how long. So, yeah, you're going to fall. <laughs> you're going to fall to your death in this place. Though, I feel like yeah, go ahead. Uh, I feel like though the map doesn't really lend itself well to casual play. Casual, and this play. is this is kind of when we go into like story superseding gameplay. Uh huh. I think almost the design elements, in terms of like the look and the feel of Thule, also superseded how people play the map. Okay. Where I think the map is perfect for its quest, and I think it's perfectly tailored for the story. Yes. But then, like, just when you look at it from a casual player's perspective, where mm -hmm. they're going to go and where they're going to hang out and play, yeah, I don't think they have that many areas other than maybe just the first room. 
I found Blood Altar, First Room, and right in front of where you place the items were all, and uh, Blood Bridge are all places you can train. But it's still the, a fair point. No, no, the, the like, blood, the the Blood Bridge, and the um, what's the other one? And where you place the items, I feel like they yep. get a little too hectic. They can, they definitely can. especially when you have the possibility of falling off the edge. Yes, yes. No, I think that's, that's what really that's, that's what fair. really hinders that. Um, I feel like you are just limited to the first room sometimes. Okay, and that's something that's, that's my... reoccurred inside the game mode where there's really one solid train area that everyone's comfortable with, and that that is a good criticism of like you need. I don't think I, you don't like, want to push players one way. I'm all for pushing players, but I like giving them options. And I feel like right. let's say the final, if we go down the list, the final right. Yep. You know, you, you Tons. could train in. The, you could train in the spawn. Yep. You could train in the. Um, you could even if you pack want to kind of loops, do loops around the village. Yep. A pack a punch room. Yep. You could do it in the room where the uh, where you build like the Tesla gun. Yep. You know, you have plenty of areas. Like yes. you can wander around and feel comfortable in most spots. I don't feel comfortable typically mm-hmm. as I walk around uh, Frozen Dawn, and then even like uh, just what's the shot the. God damn it. It's fine. It's fine. Frozen Dawn? The Darkest Shore. The Darkest Shore, yes. <laughs> the Darkest Shore. You know, you can that go was, into the spawn. You can go into mm-hmm. the U-boats. You can kind of run around in the top area. Yeah. You know, you have those options. I, I just don't feel like I have those options as much. Interesting. Because in everything is very tight in terms of its corridors, especially as you walk around from different parts of the map. Definitely going part it's, to part, yes. It's reminiscent of Shangri-La almost. Nice. It, it, it's yeah. a big loop. Yeah, yeah, um, um, but you, you know, think- Shangri La doesn't really give you that many places to feel comfortable. Yeah. Maybe the difference is, is that I've played Shangri La a million times, so I I know it well enough. Fair, fair point. Because it is, you know, on oh, you didn't get to the altar room either. That's that's Grace is perfect. The throne room to train mm-hmm. is yep. really really nice. So that, but you got to go through a whole Easter egg, and that doesn't lend itself to the but casual that, that's player. That's not going to happen. Exactly. That's like when that's like when people say, "Oh, you can go train in the." Um, DK boss fight. <laughs> no, no, you can go train in the Origins uh, crazy place yes. after you complete the Easter egg, and the wall won't come down. Yep. But yeah, then I got to complete the Easter egg. Right, right. That's very fair. Um, my goodness, there's just so much. <laughs> there's so much I, I'm excited to talk about with this map. Uh, how'd you feel about the length of completion on this? We'll hop around a bit with our. our in terms of time? Yeah, it was, uh, I think the longest, it took a little over. Uh, 36 hours was the record for Tortured Path, Cameron said. So this one took a little more than that. It wasn't quite two days, but it was almost yeah, two this days. Yeah, one, this one felt longer. Um, I was surprised come, like, Wednesday it still wasn't done. When mm-hmm. did we finish? Thursday? Yeah. Thursday, it was, that sounds about right. It was really that uh, shield step really got people caught up. Like, it was apparently very difficult for an or just – not obvious to people to have a you bomber zombie. Cutting, you weren't on the cutting edge of the hut, right? I was. Yeah, I was in the oh, boss fight were. with, uh, yeah, UK Gamer got there first, and then we got to the boss fight after him, and then we just got stuck there forever. Then Dalek got in, and then somebody else stole it at that, didn't steal it. They, they ended up Well, you're up better to it. tell me then, as somebody who was actually, like, actively pursuing it. Yeah. I mean, I was first in the world. I did it in a few hours. But right, as somebody course. who isn't as good as me, what, what was your perspective? Like, did you feel frustrated by it? Um, it was so quick. 
that the steps were so logical and they were working so well. And I also was taking breaks, unlike Smart Guy and Star, who were like up for two days straight doing it. So to me, it was very on the outside where I would join once or twice a day and be like, okay, catching up. Hey, why don't we try this and this and this? Hey, look, we're making some progress. That's really great. It didn't seem too bad with what the task they were trying to do because I kept hearing, like, this is going to be impossible solo. Oh, my God, I hate this. This sucks. And then I, I played it originally solo, and I'm like, it's really felt way better. Like, I was able to do quests. I, I had most of the Easter egg done, but not true. I had I had a fair amount of stuff I found the first time through on the Easter egg. I had the scythe upgraded. I found... I almost filled the entire HUD full of stuff, but as you may know now, you need to have like four of everything, four stones, three books, mm-hmm. two. So it's, it was a lot more than uh, I originally thought. But it wasn't too too off-putting at that point. Getting into the map itself, it was like the Easter egg shield, I didn't feel like we were portrayed. We did not understand how the resonant works, resonance worked with all the blood and all that type of stuff for a while. So it was really frustrating to hear a lot of people in chat go crazy. I think the most frustrating thing out of the entire Easter egg hunt, by far, like the timing was all right. The pacing was good. It was like, all right, cool. I'm glad it's a fun challenge. It was enjoyable to wake up to this. We were definitely getting to that point where like, I don't want to play World War II ever again because we're doing the, playing this game so much. We're right on that border. And then the boss fight happened. I was just like, I can't wait to have a break because the boss fight has no indication of like what works and what doesn't work. What it's just a uh, health sponge at the end of the day. But people are like, you need to use the circles in the pack, and you got to charge them, and you use a shield. You need to shoot him when he's doing a special ability or a special attack. Nothing to do with any of that. You just got to hit him as hard as possible all the time. And the sap doesn't do as much damage as we think, which also causes people to be like, he takes way more damage than I thought, but people are going in with a pistol when they should be using, like, LMGs pack-a-punched against him to actually do, like, 50... It's still, like, a 50-minute boss fight. Smart did it with a bar, and it still took him 15 minutes to finish that. I I don't like... 15 or 50? 15. So it's not terrible. If you use the flamethrower... exploit where you just spray them immediately and then you trigger the first down in less than 60 seconds you can shoot him and it just ends the boss fight instantly and you skip the other four phases or three phases four total that feels like a much better boss fight to me which is upsetting like there's no indication like you know in Dorizon Rock it's just like panzers are coming now I know what to do for this step oh yep. smack the ground for all that type of stuff oh we could use this against them we gotta shoot the glowing chest we are constantly getting hit markers on him. We don't know how much damage we're doing. We don't know what his health is. We don't know if the swords are more effective or the the Raven Lord weapons, which should be because they're the things that destroyed him in the past. So those should have damage buffs, but they didn't appear to have any buffs. We're just, is he invulnerable, but we're getting hit markers? Why? Like, he gets stunned, but he doesn't go down. So why do we see three different stuns? Is that indication of damage we're doing? I'm a firm believer that if you're going to have a bullet sponge, mm-hmm. give me, like, a health bar. 100%. You know? They did it in the last game. We had it for Not the tortured even, path. And you don't even need, like, the, the plain as day, you know, red bar all the way across the yep. screen that's going to slowly bleed out. Yeah. Give me, like, a little light or something on his head or maybe his armor starts to chip or something. Yeah, you know? GK uh, boss fight with Nikolai. He has all the little lights that go out. 
That's fine mm-hmm. if you have to be that way. I like health bars because I played a lot of Kingdom Hearts and I really enjoy seeing the progress I'm making, especially because there was like colors, there's like 10 freaking health bars, and you're like, Jesus. It kind of adds mm-hmm. to that, like, whoa. But this isn't an RPG, it's a first person shooter. So just that, that plays into that creativity and game design needed for these boss fights if you're going to have them in because I'm tired of boss fights, John. Like, I don't dislike them. But it's like we you mean stop three giving years me the same. Boss, you mean after three years of boss fights, you're over them? Oh my god! It's just like it's, and then I have to hear people rip apart the darkest shores boss fight. They're like, "What even was that? What is it? Did you make sense?" And people I, rip it apart. I was a big fan of that boss fight. Dude, I we're, the, the fact we're like that the only ones. No one cares. No, because we went in first. That it wasn't a traditional boss fight. We need to acknowledge that we went in there like we were first to the boss, first to the boss fight, and I was first in the world. You were first in the world, but I was first in the boss fight, and (laughs) it was that plays into the excitement of the experience. But we also are into the lore, and the structure of the map fills it to such a way that this makes perfect sense that these would be adapting to fight us. I don't have to sit through a giant mech or a giant space Cthulhu monster again or a giant Mephistopheles or a knockoff Mephistopheles. It's like we're doing the same thing over yeah. and over again. This was fun. We're having fun. Stop ruining the fun. <laughs> well, it's funny how boss fights have now become like well, five a given years. part. That's right. EXO. EXO had boss fights. Did EXO? Yeah. Oz. Did they every Oz. time though? Every, every time. time though? Uh, what was the ending? I don't think so. The Burger, no, not Burger Town. What was after that? I don't, I don't think. I, I feel like they only did it once. Yeah, they did it once, but it's still, I guess so. I think just Descent. Um, Extra I don't month. count it. That's, that's I don't, fair. I, I, I don't start counting boss fights to like DE because they were yes. novel. At yes, that point. that um, they were really something else because that was something. But it wasn't because Trey. It wasn't because Treyarch made like knock your pants off, uh, like boss fights. No, it's just because they were first to them, really. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it, it's oh, funny Nightfall how boss Extinction. That's what we're forgetting. Nightfall absolutely did have bosses. What was? Oh yeah, Nightfall did. That's absolutely um, true. That's right. So IW beat them to the punch. That's that's how lost. What a sad child IW has become. That they don't even get credit. <laughs> They're not even in the conversation anymore. It's not even IW. That's Ghost. Yes. Well, that's Infinity Ward made Ghost. But Ghost is the one with Extinction, not IW. Oh, shit. The Infinity Ward, uh, not yeah, Infinite yeah. Warfare. I'm, I meant to talk about the developer, not the game. My apologies. That's confusing. Yes. Infinity Ward is not. In but the even then, I also don't count that because it's not zombies. You know? Oh. oh look at this. Game. What? How can you not? It's a it's, co-op mode, but you're they're right. Two, they're two completely different styled game modes where one is a linear progression through a map. Mm. I, I feel like go, or extinction maps feel like levels. Sure. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Where, sure. where zombies maps argument. don't feel like that. Yeah. Zombies maps don't end traditionally. You yeah. know, so the idea of having an ending with a boss fight is kind of new and novel. And Treyarch really set the standard with that when every single one of their maps had one. Sure, ExoZombies dabbled in it by using it in the last map. You could also say, well, of course they did, because this is their finale, you know? Yep, yep. Treyarch did it for every map. And then suddenly, every IW map had it. And then every World War II map had it. So then we get to the darkest shore, and for once we have a boss fight where I'm not just fighting some big evil baddie. I'm basically, the game is saying... I, I'm sitting there. I'm like, all right, game. I've completed your quest. Throw at me everything you got, and mm-hmm. that's what Sledgehammer did. And they threw out everything they had at you, 
and you just had to survive the onslaught of the horde, which is what zombies is at its core. Yeah, there's a lot on there that just it feels it feels boom. Yeah, well, maybe not as grand as a giant bullet sponge, but it it feels like it's almost not a tribute, but it's true to the mode, right? We're we're mm-hmm. now in like a a boss rush mode. Oh shit! Just wait, just wait till Treyarch's boss rush mode or whatever zombie rush, and they're gonna have a mechanic just like the Moistlers, and everyone's gonna love it. Like I'm already terrified that I'm gonna have to hear crap on Twitter in a year or two when everyone hates the chaos storyline because now. Once again, Mr. Telexify and Milo stirring shit up on Twitter. I oh man, what's I, I wanted what's to the go off. Shit they're stirring. Lex is like on Twitter, just like boys. I think the chaos storyline is gonna be garbage. I got a feeling. I got a feeling. I'm like, what? Why? Why off the bat? And and then I think actually one of our, our people who watch the show, unknown or somebody, just like if you give it a ch- just give it a chance and let's see where it goes. And then Milo chimed in is like if it needs a chance, if we, if it needs us to give it a chance, we're doomed. I'm like, what do you want out of these game modes? What are you see. looking for? Do you want to write it better? Like, do you could you write a better storyline? That's kind of like when I see, I, I see this conversation now. Oh, you do see it because that's kind of what like with Nick last Look night at. when he's getting into it. I wasn't trying to be like an asshole on the spot, being like, "You do it better." That's that means your criticism is invalid. Not at all. The criticism still stands for stuff that doesn't work. But it's also from another perspective, just like, well, if you're so fucking brilliant and everything sucks so much, what do we do, boss? Wh- what's the solution here? Because you're not adding any... It's just shitting on it and being like, I just got a feeling. Why? Give us some some reasons why it's not going to work. Well, I, I'm going to read the comics and I'm going to gonna see. I'm hopeful, but I got a feeling it's going to be bad. Okay, fine. Well, I'm glad we now have this hysteria that it's going to be bad now. Fantastic. We've, we're doing it again. With World War II, it, it, it was, there was a lot that... And that's even a question that our viewers it, asked about. Once. I've got it up on screen now. I forgot to set up my display uh, thing. And it's not drama. It just, it's just, it just, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's unfair to even Treyarch. You want to talk about like the hand, bite the hand that feeds you. Just like if, if Lex and Milo are just going to take down every zombie storyline as they go, just like, well, I guess we don't make zombie videos anymore because it's never good and it's not interesting. So it's not even about whether or not the game needs a chance or deserves a chance. Treyarch has earned that chance at this yeah, point. You absolutely. Know? Absolutely. Treyarch has written what most people would agree is one of the best gaming stories they've ever had the privilege of experiencing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like would would you rather live in a world where the Treyarch zombie storyline didn't exist? Probably not, because you've gotten you've derived a lot of enjoyment out of it. 100%. So, so when Treyarch says to you, hey, we've made a new story, we know it's not the old one, Please give it a chance. They've earned that chance. Like, come on. I I mean, that's a whole. How many times? Like, it's it's it, 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 sure sure sure. Sledgehammer could come out here and say we're gonna make a zombie storyline and you're gonna love it. And we're gonna say, all right, well, we didn't really like your last story. So what makes me think I'm gonna like this story? There you know, is. there. Then is. they haven't they haven't earned that. Treyarch has. So give them a chance. This is like how many times have we been like, oh no no Treyarch, I don't know. I did yeah. this is bad. And then they go, trust us. And it's like, ah, I, I'll try to trust you. And I go through the cycle and then I, we get closer and closer. I'm like, what are they doing? What are they doing? And then I play the map and I'm like, they did it again. They did it again. They and can't they, keep getting away with it. <laughs> yes. It just, that's what 
Treyarch does, and that's why they have our trust, and that's why we love this so much. But it's just like, as Star All Cap Raging is correct, no one can... No one is allowed to enjoy anything anymore. The fun police have taken over. That's that's why I really don't like Twitter anymore. It's just this constant verbal of just people don't like anything. Everything's I'm looking at, I'm looking at it now. JC yeah. and some asteroid exo-zombie Delta are going Oh, yeah. He's, dude, Delta is... He's hardcore let's read follower this. of my let's channel. Re, let's read this. Oh, I'm going to read this. I'm going to read this oh, thread. Geez. And let's, let's oh, break boy. it down as we go through. Oh, this is boy. Be fun. Okay, let's starts do it. With, starts with Nick replying to Lex. If the community doesn't give it a chance, That's it why flop I saw regardless it. of quality. Yep. People need to go in with an open mind if it's going to have a chance at succeeding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily agree with Nick in mm-hmm. that respect. You know, I think it has a better chance of succeeding if you it, have an it open It has mind. a better chance of succeeding if people are open minded, but I think it, it could succeed regardless. True. Um, or fail Milo regardless. Says, Milo says disagree. If the success is relying on people giving it a chance, then it's not good enough, in my opinion, period. I feel like. Why is it got to be problem, so. That's such an aggressive statement, Milo. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's, aggressive. It's, <laughs> the part that I don't like there is the it's not good enough. Even though, like, like to declare it not good enough, despite the fact that we've yet to even experience it, feels like you're already um, hurting its chances at succeeding. Or you already because don't like it, we I don't, guess. But we, it, it, well, that's what everybody else in the community reads. Like, you got to understand it, not from your perspective, but from everybody else's perspective. Mm-hmm. Because Milo's there sitting like, I'm going to give it a chance. I'm going to give it a fair shake. Yeah. But then some Joe Blow on Twitter reads this and, and sees Milo say, it's not good enough, in my opinion, period. And I know I'm taking that quote out of context. Right. But sometimes people but do that. But people do that, especially and with a following of his size. It, they think about it negatively. And then that that affects how they view everything else on from here and on And then out. we got a Reddit post, and then somebody else gets it, and it's a game of telephone yeah. up until, like, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. I, I really want to, like, get into it on Twitter, but I'm just like, ah, it's never worth it. Because if yeah. you're going to just keep sitting here and saying, like, it's going to be the worst thing ever, eventually it's going to be the worst thing ever. Yeah, yeah sure. If you sure. keep telling yourself it's going to be bad, you're going to start believing it's bad. But you don't give it a free pass, too. Like, we want to be fair no. to the other side of the argument. We're not just saying here just, like, it needs to be good because I need content. Remember, World War II was like that, and people didn't bite, and it wasn't. It just totally backfired. If people didn't like it, they sure shit didn't like it. And that's fine. You're entitled to that, and then that gets to the whole conversation about, I get to post what I want and all that. We're, we're not going down that path. <laughs> we're yeah. talking just straight about interpretations and your opinions on the internet. Oh, no! Opinions on the internet. Keep going with your thread. Okay. Uh, Asteroid Exozombies Delta. Sorry, oh, Milo, man. but that's where you're wrong. Sorry is <laughs> right when he says that the community has to be willing to give the new chance, the new story, a chance. If nobody gives it a chance whatsoever, then it's a community rejecting change. You clearly don't like change, which frustrates me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I disagree with a lot of what Asteroid is saying as well. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why this has to be so black and white. You know, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I mean, you know, someone put it to me in an email and he said, I really want you to make a video about this, Reed. And I, maybe I will at some point, but he made one of the best arguments to date that explains what the zombie fatigue, on t- well, helps explain zombie fatigue and saturation on top of why people don't like these games, even if they're good or not. The sunken cost fallacy is a beautiful, I love it. If you give me a fallacy, probably, that's right? We have invested so much time into. Treyarch zombies that I can't be bothered to try and learn a new story and then well, a I've new about, story. I talked about this on I talked about this on the show right. where you I, have. I said I'm probably going to neglect the Clayhouse story more than I do the Treyarch one 
because I am so invested. Yes. And also, if we lived in a world where we only had the chaos story and no um, either story, I'd be pretty upset because of all this time that I've sunk into the story. Right. And I, I it didn't resonate with me. And it wasn't articulated to a, in a way that made sense in my head until this guy's email because it's so spot on because sunken, uh, sunken costs fallacy is a fallacy that says, like, say you're in line and a brand new register opens up. You've been standing in line for 10 minutes and there's still three people ahead of you, right? And a new register opens up and you could go over there and be second in line. You won't be first, but you could go be second and you're still three back. But in your head, you go, I've been waiting here long enough. I'm going to get and check out here because I've already wasted all my time here. You still end up checking out later than if you just went to the new register. But you feel like you invested so much of your time. I got to get something out of this. That happens a ton of time, like in a house you might invest in or something like that. And the Treyarch storyline is no different. It connects with me on that sense where just like people are so invested in it at this point, 10 years, that anything else is just like, I, I can't, I'm exhausted. What, look at the loop, the hoops I'm dropping through to understand the children and Peter McCain and the multiverse mm-hmm. and all this stuff. I, I think I like it. I, I mean, I know I liked it at one point, but do I even like it anymore? It's it's a, I mean, why is Treyarch even jumping ship at this point, right? Why are they even making a new storyline if they don't feel a little similar that's like, this is a tired story or I'm exhausted or it's just really yeah. getting complicated. We need something to make a better story. They would have to feel very, very strongly to, on launch especially, put their money in a brand new storyline. They... They have to have put the time and effort into writing this and testing this with people in the facility. This isn't just Craig Houston and Jason in a room being like, all right, we're going to do this. This had to go through Activision. This had to go through Treyarch. All these people had to put eyes on this type of thing. If it didn't, though, if this is a Ryan Johnson, then oh, boy. But, like, there's a whole bunch of people saying this is a risk we're willing to take because we think this idea is that good. This story is going to be that good. We're going to jump on board with this and publish this. Mm-hmm. That is part of why we trust them and how unfair the sunk cost fallacy. And it's nothing like we don't even realize we do it most of the time. So it's it's working against us. It's a, it's human nature. Great. <laughs> all we're learning is just human nature is uh, go, going against our potential enjoyment of all these game modes. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to touch on yes. the last bit of Asteroid's tweet. Oh, yes. I don't like this part where he's like, you clearly don't like change, which frustrates me. And I don't think Milo's point is that, like, oh, there's change and this is bad. Yeah. I don't think that's Milo's point. Yeah. I think it... I don't know. I'm not really... Mm, I think I people like are too that. harsh to Milo. That happens continuously because Milo yeah, has a very... Yeah, just, the, 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 this tweet just reads really harsh to me. Yeah. While, like, while I don't agree with what Milo's saying, mm-hmm. Asher's tweet feels really harsh. Well, I know there's a group um, of people that continuously message Milo, and I hear their comments and my stuff too, and I don't appreciate it. It's like, it's okay to call him out on his shit, just like people call us out on our shit, totally fine. But just to constantly go at him, for stuff just because he has an opinion or this is how he sees the worldview. It's just like, well, let him see it that way. That That's what it is, all right? We can talk about like, hey, Milo, you, you know, you, you say these things and then people are going to say more things. That's where it stops. You don't just keep going into the guy and harassing him on Twitter. And Because think about the difference in having all those different eyes and views and people, all these voices 
trying to tell you what the storyline is or try and use you for your content and all this type of stuff. And then he has to formulate opinion at the end of the day, having all these people trying to influence him. And he's got to be like, okay, well, people really liked me because I was able to figure a lot of stuff out. How do I have that needed distance, sort of like the Craig Houston and Blundell have? How do I get that in my content to know whether or not, am I am I in an echo chamber here? Am I not seeing things right? And that's, I think, very, very difficult to do for Milo at this level. Just like a Noah or anybody in social media. Our whole careers are made in social media. And just like, now we got to put distance if we want to try and create content clearly. So, I don't know. I'm trying to give multiple sides to the story because I don't see things as black and white. Almost mm-hmm. ever. I don't want to go further down. No, we should talk about uh, more Frozen Dawn overall. We're just getting to some review stuff. Let's talk about game mechanic, like not too quick, but some basic overall stuff. Game mechanics. I I've not had an issue with playing World War Two game, though. That's the most criticized thing. Criticized part of it is the gameplay. People always say it falls to the wayside and it's not solo friendly. I agree. It's not very solo friendly. Besides. Uh, the survival maps, which are still locked, which is a massive problem. That is totally, totally unforgivable. No, not unforgivable, but like... What, 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 heinous. Hate, heinous. All right. We'll go with heinous. That, those are still not unlocked. Those maps absolutely should be unlocked. We have this this gameplay itself... I really enjoy the survival maps on there. I really enjoy playing it solo because it can hop in. I can go through rounds really, really quick. I can use all these different weapons that feel different, a fair amount of them. Not all of them, but a fair amount of them. The blunderbuss, the shotguns versus, you know, some of the SMGs and the LMGs. I have a really fun time playing the World War II weapons and going through rounds. And sometimes I can do an Easter egg and sometimes I don't. That's something, another criticism like Derizendrock, where people are like, you have to get the bows. It's like, Why? I, I, I've camped with guns and I've had really fun times on that map. That's why I enjoy it so much because I just don't play the same way because I get bored every time if I just play the optimized way every time. So I really enjoyed the gameplay of Frozen Dawn because you have these absolutely awesome weapons with, oh man, the quests I want to dive into. But again, we're running long here. I loved how they structured the quests. There's lore behind each and every one of them. Very well thought out how the quests like... Oh, what was it like? See the sky or something like that, where you're connecting constellations and seeing stars with the flail. Just beautiful stuff. The thunder and the lightning of the hammer, even the scythe, death raven stuff, the shield from coming back to life. And oh, just really, really well thought out in at least the lore aspect, but doesn't really help with gameplay at times, which is a good gripe mm-hmm. for other people. When you're trying to do all these quests, sort of like a Shallon Shuffle. I gotta hear a Morse code Easter egg. That is unforgivable. That shit sucks when you have someone that has to do this because, hey, guess what? Uh, you gotta stop everything you're doing to try and do a step in an Easter egg. That kills the flow that we've talked about in the past. The story was a big, big step up from what happened in the Tortured Path. They fell flat on their face in the Tortured Path storyline wise for delivering beats and all that type of stuff. Very frustrated with how that happened. Uh, but they really did a, a fair recovery for someone like me. I think for even casual fans, pretty good. It's a good, good enough. But any, but a majority of people already on the fence. This isn't gonna sell them enough because this guy. It's not Barbarossa. What the fuck? What am I doing? What's mm. happening there? So the story was was good for hardcore fans. Not so good for the casuals. The gameplay I found very very fun, especially because you can get the scythe so early on. So I. I think as you play it more, John, you might feel a little differently about how 
how limited it is, only training in spawn, but you know that could be my personal bias with the game mode because I have a proven track record of liking the gameplay so far because I like getting the contracts and I like doing this type of stuff up to a point. As soon as it feels grindy, then I'm done and I'm not playing the game for a while and I get really annoyed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what else are major things to talk about? Map design you brought up earlier, I don't think I gave it a solid answer. I liked it. I really liked how you could fall off places. The visuals are pretty good minus the constant throwing of blood everywhere, which could be explained story-wise, like I speculated on the video. But just think about it as a character perspective. When you walk through those gears and all the blood is coming down on top of you, just think about what a character should look like. Just covered in stained and blood. Oh, yeah, you got to be like by the end. Could you imagine? I, I think in you my head... You say that, though, but by the end of, the, the cutscene, Marie's nice white coat exactly. is still... See, I feel like that would have been so in my head. I, I'm, I think it's way cooler to see them in that cutscene fighting that boss fight, covered in dry blood and all that type of stuff. It's, it's like a literal um, metaphor. No, it's a literal symbol for how our characters are feeling through this Easter egg and how they are developing, being covered in blood while they're fighting against this great evil. Mm-hmm. That that is would have been a really nice touch, but obviously, no. And since most people it's aren't going to get why the blood is there at all by the way did you notice that when you place the uh the upgraded weapons it's actually in the shape of the hilt Mm-mm. yeah i thought that was a nice touch i really like that design but concretely or in contrast i can't stand blood everywhere it's that meat grinder effect that happens in like resident evil games or the evil within and stuff like that where it's horror because we just throw gore up everywhere and some of that yeah. stuff's just like why are the walls bleeding why are the walls bleeding? <laughs> this is stupid. Uh, do you have any other major mechanics you want to hit on? I don't. I don't think so. No. Oh boy, they stirred the little love. Should oh, we get into? Sh- yep. Should we get into the uh, the Patreon topics? Yep. Oh, thank you so much, Dad. Oh man, did you get more? Yeah. Oh yeah. Ooh, I got Chinese got? Chinese food. I got pork fried rice and uh, sweet and sour chicken. That's great. Ooh, I'll leave that after nice. the podcast. I'm not gonna eat that. It's my phone. Uh, but yes, so, would you? Yes. So, so do you want to do Patreon topics? Yes, absolutely. And if you don't know, we did relaunch our Patreon. We have a brand new Patreon full of all kinds of rewards. We're not doing giveaways through the Patreon anymore, but we're gonna do them through the Discord in accordance to all the laws and rules. Yeah, we got Patreon we got had a whole in, revision. We got in. Tr- we got in trouble. Apparently, you're not allowed to do giveaways on Patreon. Not anymore. This became an issue recently. Yeah, I guess it this is just a recent yep. policy change that they're cracking down on all this. They, they might have had vague wording or whatever, but we're going to play by the rules. We don't want to upset anybody. And because there's some bad actors, they kind of ruined it for everybody else. So mm-hmm. so giveaways are now going to be done through the Discord. So the monthly premise giveaways still going to happen, just all now facilitated through Discord for you guys. Yes, um, and same with mine. But so if you want to have your topics on the show, every week we're going to be diving into some of the Patreon topics. Yes. You can do this by becoming either a premise member of our Patreon or an mm-hmm. ultra rare. So a link should be in the description to our Patreon. Yes, they are. Check that out. Absolutely. Um, and we have donation questions we'll get through every week as well. So you have many different ways to have your voice heard on the show. Many different Ooh, we avenues. Should also- we should just also quickly mention this mm-hmm. because maybe people aren't aware of this. Okay. But we are doing a limited promotion on our Patreon right now. So yep. if you want to become a patron of our a patron of our Patreon, there yep. are a few rewards you can get. You can get Zombro's dog tags, which 
just found out. I got a text while we were on the show. Uh-huh. Um, they got sent to my house, and now they are riding with my cousin who is coming back to school, which means I will have them by the end of the day. Oh, fantastic. That's great. So all the first 150 patrons will receive a custom Zombros dog tag. Yep. Um, so I'll be having them. I'm going to send them out to read, and they're going to start going out very soon. So if you want to get oh, your hands shit. on them, there is only enough Ooh. for about 150 of you. My dog just threw up. I'll be right back. Ooh, that's a problem. Oh, uh, welcome to the John Bros Podcast, everybody. Now, uh, yeah, so if you want to get a dog tag, you do that. Also, all uh, Ultra Rare and Primus patrons also get a custom Zombros poster. Um, let me see if I can get that up on screen without um, totally messing up the show. We had this downtime, so I'm going to take advantage of it. Okay, here we go. Now we got the poster, and I'll flip over like this. Bam! If you want to get your hands on this poster, it's the same size as all of Reed's other posters. We kind of wanted to style it like his Perca-Cola posters. You can get them. Um, That's all available in the Patreon, so a link to that is in the description if you want that to get your hands on either the Sombra's poster, the dog tags, or any of the awesome, amazing perks that come with being a Zombros Patreon, such as getting your topics on the show. We're going to get into those topics as soon as Reed returns from taking care of his dog. Reed got a new dog, Athena. If you want to check her out, you can go to Reed's Twitter. She is adorable. Um, makes me kind of wish I had a dog right now, but I can't have a dog. Um, what do you guys tell me stuff in the comments? What do you want me to talk about for the John Bros podcast? Um, in the meantime, we'll talk about the Philadelphia Union. Your town, your team, your Philadelphia Union had a solid. Actually, not really a solid. It was a disappointing tie against Orlando City last night. Um, it was one of those games where it felt like the team was dominating overall, but they just they couldn't finish. They were not clinical in the final third of the field. Um, I thought Fafa had an incredible goal to give the Union the lead, but unfortunately let up the let up a, uh, a late one from Orlando. It felt like they dropped two points, and even though I guess like four points in a two-game road stretch within like four days is pretty good, it feels disappointing because this team is on such a high. But um, I'm feeling good about the Philadelphia Union right now. We are three points behind Columbus. I don't think it's impossible to catch them in the standings and host a home playoff game. So that's exciting. I think they're unbeaten in six games now. So go team. Oh, I'm sorry um, about that. All right. Reed's back just as I ran out of things to talk about. Perfect timing. Oh, good. Is that perfect time? My poor, my poor honey. She threw up and peed. I got to take her out in a little bit. I'll take her right after the show. But um, that's why I've, I've been going crazy lately. I got a brand new puppy. She's 10 going on 11 weeks old. I love her to death. She's in the dreaded teething phase and I'm barely getting any sleep, but. I'm slowly but surely learning the ropes, and my family's helping me out. I love her. Actually, I could show you guys. I'll show you her. The dog cam everybody keeps doing. I have actually a thing in my Discord. You see little love there? There she is. Oh, I, this, I think I had the same uh, mix amp as you. Oh, yeah, definitely the focus right. Most people have that, but there she is. Yeah. So her name's Athena. I love her to death. She's absolutely wonderful. I um, like the comments. Stop talking about Philly sports. Anything but Philly sports. Oh, God. So, the poor little thing. She's she's adjusting really well. And on top of, like, the DLCs, I'm moving. That's been crazy from earlier and all that type of stuff. It's just been an, a complete mess trying to balance everything. And 
I'll figure it out, I hope, but it's it's uh, it's been a time. So let's get into those Patreon questions and uh, so the, f- the donation questions. The first one comes from... Actually, before uh, we do that, final, like, let's get the review on, like, Final Dawn for the map, or Frozen Dawn. I like the map a lot. I think it's one of the best maps. Final Reich, I think, is still the best map. So we'll say 10 out of 10 for the map-wise. Like, the Final Reich is a 10. You're giving that's the map the best a 10 one. out of 10? No, oh, no, no, okay. The Final Reich, I'm saying on this scale for World War II, is a 10 out of 10. The Final Reich would be the top. I say this is, like, a 9. This hit really well as one of the best maps of the game mode, where, like, the Darkest Shore is more like a 5 because of just the stuff that's lacking in that map. I All see. Right. So that, that's how I felt about it on my many playthroughs. Wait, say again. So what was your final score out of 10? I would say 9 out of 10. I think it has just about everything for wow, me as a high. player. I loved playing this map. And getting to the Easter egg is really, really quick, too. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. That's fair. I don't think it... 9 feels way too high. I feel like that's an elite category. And no, no. This is ranking elite. the best World War II map versus its other maps. Not Treyarch maps. Okay. Uh, I'm just ranking it like the Final Reich is the best map on of all the Call of Duty World War II maps. I don't like I don't like this than using a ten scale. I'd rather um, what five for like the maps. I'd rather just rank them. I'd rather just rank them. I'd probably okay. like if if I'm ranking them and I'm going to exclude the Tortured Path, um, mm-hmm. the Final Reich. Uh, then it probably goes Frozen Dawn. This is going to be controversial. Darkest Shore, Shadowed Throne. Hmm. Hmm. Shadow Throne felt like a total letdown to me. Wow. Oh, you yeah, didn't play it, not. though. You didn't play it on release. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. You didn't play it on release. You, you were in Europe. Shadow Throne? No, I played it on release. I beat the oh, Easter egg with you. You did. You did. Yep. I, um, I forget who you are. Yeah, of course you always. That's why, that's why I didn't talk about Frozen. That's why I excluded uh, Tortured Path. Um, no, that's sense. my That's my ranking. All right. Uh, Oh, I see this comment right here, and I just want to bring this up about um, mixing up all the map names. Well, somebody wrote them out as initialisms. TFR, TST, TFD, TTP, TDS. This is how I always get it mixed up. They're all pulling from the same pool of letters, it feels like. All right, now now on to the patron topic suggestions. This one comes from Jeepus. Chrysler. Yes. Uh, so what made World War II flop? I feel like it's a, a big mix of things. I think how bad the SEO is on World War II, how you couldn't use the word Nazi zombies, that it didn't even, you were so that worried hurt. about the demonetization, and you couldn't be creative with your clickbait or the titles or sensationalism. Off the start, these videos aren't getting suggested, which it creators... Puts it, a, it puts it at a disadvantage. Right. So then they think, oh, World War II in general is the problem. So I'm just not going to post the content. I'm not going to get demonetized. They're not even trying to do the crazy Treyarch stuff where we know Treyarch stuff gets views. So if something gets doesn't work well because if you get demonetized, it gets removed from suggested, which is a good portion of viewers, and that's how videos grow. So you have the whole community that would normally support the game not supporting it because they're not making money anymore or they're not getting views. So that hurt the game. But they also mm-hmm. had a weak launch under a different leadership. They they completely lost both their leaders. I mean, not even halfway early on through. So there is some weird like reworks going on. Could you imagine if like Jason Blundell and David Vonderhaar left yeah, Treyarch? Just left Treyarch midway through the cycle. And that- I only say that because they're popular figureheads at the place. But who knows how big a role Michael Condry and what was the other guy's name? 
regardless of Glenn their Schofield. role, there's regardless of their role, they they're still the voices and the faces of that. Yeah, and they, and they and take them away. Like the first DLC, it fills, it fills a void. It begs the question: who's who steps up in that role? And that's a role that's not easily thrusted upon someone. Right. So we we that hurts it on launch. I mean, the game plays a hundred percent different from what it did on launch as well. So what which demographic were they actually going for in that respect? And they went toward nostalgic gamers later on. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. So it's just like it didn't work now, well for not, the new the game, online whether community. Or not the, do you think the game actually flopped though? No. Like I think it. I think it did on the YouTube community. Yes, but. online, absolutely. It didn't do very yeah. well online. It wasn't well received. It might have been talked about. Maybe you could do those analytics where. Um, as long as they're talking, that's good news, which isn't always the case. But there was a case study I did in one of my marketing classes in college, and there was a guy that predicated, or his success was predicated on bad reviews, and he manipulated one of the old algorithms of Google, so he'd always be the number one result, and he would get enough revenue by, by everybody else buying his like sunglasses and just screwing over people that were so angry at him, he could just keep making the money off of the knockoff glasses he was selling or whatever it was. So... That might be the case, but I think it really hit home with people that don't go online because there's plenty of rumors I've heard about how well sales did for this game, and it's fine. Like when I hear these people on YouTube being like, or commenters, I had one yesterday. It's like we all know it bombed. Well, you say that though, but literally as you say that, you also just got a donation that said IW sold more copies in World War II. Did it now? I don't know if that's according to what. Yeah. According to, to one wiki? unknown player who just donated that. I don't mm. know. All right. Well, if that's what you say, unknown, I guess my sources could be mistaken. Um, well, I know. Wait, let's see. Call of Duty sales all time. Yeah. Uh, Is this an I'm updated not, normal? I'm not getting good data right now. I don't think that matters, though. Because I bet well, they Well, you're talking sell- about success, right? Okay. Oh, yeah, but, but how do they measure digital too? But but look at like look at like say the Wii. You know, the Wii was one of the best selling consoles of all time, and what killed that system was software sales. You know, this all time cool. unit sales in January of 2018. So you had an entire this the stat you're picking up unknown. You had an entire year life cycle of Infinite War two years. What 2018? Two years. World War Two was out for three months, and it had 12.19 million purchases you're not you're not comparing well, apples to apples if think, that's the list i don't think using. that's even a fair i don't think it's a fair comparison because think about think about like imagine like say the Wii, where the yeah. Wii sold really well but then became a dust collector and a paperweight for everybody and it struggled on software where Very a lot of people true. bought infinite warfare not like the game and stopped playing in addition to that infinite warfare also had the added bonus of being bundled with Call of Duty or Modern Warfare Remastered, which yep. I played way more of than I, yep. I played more Modern Warfare Remastered than I did Infinite Warfare. And so came off Black Ops imagine, 3 as well. Yeah, came off the hype of Black Ops 3. So it's, it's I think what really matters more is not how well the game sold on release, but mm-hmm. player base, you know? They def, yes. And they sold more on release, which is an unfair stat that everyone's Googling. It's, you're telling me they didn't sell. Two million more copies since G- uh, January 2018. No way. Mm-hmm. No way. Absolutely not. I, I I would be blown away if that was the case. So, yeah. anywho, 
There's no proof that donation ever went through. <laughs> what? No proof that donation never went through. That's funny. He's being a good sport about it. Unknown. Um, um I'm looking at other other topics. Um, yeah. Mad Lobster 17, hey, a Primus patron, you. said, uh, "Discuss why people are complaining about Black Ops 4 zombies when there is something for everybody." Are people complaining about BO4 outside of the community? I know a lot of people are upset yeah. there's no campaign, but I thought we've gotten past that. No campaign. Blackout's going to be garbage. There's only 60 people on a bigger map. Blackout the zombies. I know the big worry is the campaign size. or yeah. Not the campaign, the uh, the blackout size. But I'm, I'm wondering, though, is anybody really complaining about zombies? I don't think so. Uh, the current complaints about the Chaos storyline... Not many people are very upset about the ether, but I've started hearing, like, why we got two more remakes. Well, that's not great. Like, I've already played Mob of the Dead, and I already played five. Why do I want those maps? Maybe Mob of the Dead won't feel like a remake, though. I hope not. I hope not. So it, it is an interesting point where someone who hates the Chaos crew is only getting two maps they've already played from the ether crew that they're buying the game for. Mm-hmm. That That's a point to complain about. <laughs> so those were just some of the... Uh the topic suggested by the patrons uh mm-hmm. the patrons i would like to remind you guys if you want your topics on the show do leave them in the private topic suggestion chat um i don't know this week there weren't that many good ones but Oof, if we get brutal. some good ones they're gonna be on the show <laughs> so be sure to check that out if you're a patron and you want to get your topic and your name right on the show all right let me work through some of these uh donations and uh king Laka. oh yeah is king alaka Alka? Oh no, this is the guy because there's no space on your donation page. It look it reads clearly on his YouTube thing. He was dying last time. He sent his name last week. But he donates and he says thank you so much for that. Excuse me. Sup guys, don't you think it was frustrating that World War II didn't help solo players have as much fun as co-op? I really wanted to get invested in the game, but that isn't much fun for solo. I completely agree, and I think it's mm-hmm. even worse. That's probably what hurt the online community because the online community seems to have a bigger solo voice than multiplayer voice in the reddit space and the twitter space and the youtube space and that definitely hurt the game because they weren't solo friendly 100 percent agree i mean that is the main reason why i've yet to really touch the tortured path is because finding people to play that with me who are gonna want to invent like like reed if i asked you to sit down and dedicate four hours with me to the tortured path do you think you'd do it four hours man that's a lot <laughs> that's what i'm saying you know i i think i'm gonna run through all the easter eggs in a stream soon but i'm running it with people who know what they're doing so but 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 would you want would you really want to sit down and help me out for like three hours to learn the tortured path and really get a good foot not the it? tortured path because of how tedious excuse me yeah tedious and, that and not egg worried is. as a solo player for jumping in yep you know that's a good point that's a very, very good point. There's certain maps like the Final Reich. That was very casual friendly. I was happy. Yeah. My buddy Ryan was like, hey, you want to play this? I'm like, I love absolutely. How, I, you know what? Going back to it, I really am so disappointed in Sledgehammer for dropping the notebook. Yeah. That made yeah. my first impression of the Final Reich so much better. I love that sense of discovery Ugh. as I was slowly solving the puzzles that were available to me. And everything felt intuitive. And whenever I got stuck, there was just enough of a hint that I could keep doing what I was doing and figure it out on my own. God, if every map was like that, I would have I'd be singing its praises. They're on to something. They're on to something if this continues, and they got a good chance at this continuing, especially because they set it up where it could take place any time ever with the Raven Lords and any universe or anything like that. If they 
have that approach to the Final Reich and they really get a lot of prologue-like content in the next game, we could have a really good experience. Prologue was phenomenal. And I want a whole zombie yeah, game like that. Prologue, I forgot about the prologue. Prologue um, fell the wayside. One of the best points of the whole season, one of the top highlights, that is a necessity. Because that's not playing Treyarch's game, that's playing your own game. They're now making mm-hmm. something different. And I think that is a way better avenue that they're going to return on versus trying to beat Treyarch at their own game, which no one's ever going to do it. Treyarch's that good. 100%. Um, Pat donated. My issue with the Darkest Shore fight isn't the narrative aspect of it. It's the way. Oh, this is the, this is the guy I, I triggered that thought for me yesterday. Thank you for the donation. I, I don't mean to attack you, so I hope you don't feel attacked in any way. Uh, it's the way they play out. All all they did was blind you with fog and threw a crap ton of moistures at you. It makes sense, but that doesn't mean it was fun and satisfying. Satisfying fight, in my opinion. So that's a fair perspective. They throw nine moistures at you. And there's fog you can hardly see, and you're just trying to. How is that fun gameplay wise if I'm shooting the fog while these little, like, running around everywhere, going off the walls? So, yeah, if you're not into it, yes, absolutely. I can see why that boss fight sucks in that respect. I just, I don't, I don't feel that way though, is the problem. That's why I can't make that jump where Milo's like, it's the word, it's not just Milo, it's countless creators and people on YouTube, but he's the most recent person to tell me to my face, it's the worst boss fight, it's the worst map ever. And just like, I wasn't offended by the boss fight like many were. So, it's 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 a give and take. Um, do you have any input on that? No, I agree pretty much everything you said. Cool. Unknown. If you if you go into something not accepting it, you are more likely than not to like it. Happened to IW. Then w- way later, a lot more people flipped on it. People need to accept the challenge for the story that will be received. I mean, I go into movies. I think what I keep hearing is movies. Like if you go in with an open mind, most times, excuse me, you enjoy the movie much better. Sometimes you go in with really high expectations and like I'm not gonna like this movie. And then if you if it's that good and you like it, you go. Whoa! I did not expect to like this it's movie. Like, it's like, it's like Do you think Guardians of the, the Galaxy would have been that good? It's like going to see the new Mission Impossible and expecting mm-hmm. it to be like this amazing killer drama. You know, that's going to grip you to the end, and you're going to fall in love with these characters, and they're going to rip your heartstrings out. No, you got to go into the movie knowing you're going to watch Tom Cruise just be a badass for two hours. Yes, and you're going to like it way more. You know, I'm, I'm here watching. I'm, I'm not watching like Casablanca. I'm watching Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, I really don't get why zombie YouTubers want to f- want it to fail so often. It's like going on a plane and wanting it to crash because you don't like the pilot. <laughs> it's fair. It's a fair donation, unknown. Uh, and he duh, 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 and his last donation from unknown was the Frozen Dawn is the best optimized solo map, and I really love it. I love. And this is a guy who doesn't like the game. He's been very verbal about that. I love the weapons, the quests, and the puzzles are all easy to do and make sense. I never really have had to pause it and look at a guide. It's really nice to do for solo players. There you go. That That's what they need more of in the next game. And hopefully they learn from their mistakes. And hopefully they don't have to have zombies. Maybe that's not even the crux because of Geistcraft and just, you know, manipulating the dead in some way. It could be something else in another universe twisted on its head. And they could still run with the mechanics and learn from it. They got options, and hopefully it gets better. I'm seeing a lot of comments about the cutscene being trash, and I think the length sucks. I don't think the cutscene's atrocious, but I, to me, it's red flags of, you don't have a budget anymore. We can only afford 30 seconds of a render. 
do your best to tell a story with that much where Treyarch has to force themselves to cut stuff down, where I think uh, World War II is like, we have no money for this. We can't afford to make this. Mm-hmm. But again, that doesn't mean it's any less fulfilling just to see Marie turn and be like, what's going on? It's like, what the fuck? Why is there not more? <laughs> Absolutely justified. <laughs> okay. We hit on that. We hit on that. Anything else, John? We got the Patreon people. Did we, we promote the, the Patreon. I, those were all of them. I just got through all my donors. Did you get through yours? Do you have any? Uh, I do, but not going to read it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, iTunes, we're on iTunes, so make sure to like us on there and follow us if you enjoy this type of stuff and want to take us on the go. I update it. I try almost every Monday. If anything comes up in my life, I get up at the very least Wednesday of that week. So you always have your Zombros action on the road. You can support us on Patreon and all that good stuff. And I think that covers a lot of our Frozen Dawn coverage. And I think Blackout, there's supposed to be something announced today, September 1st, for Black Ops 4. So we'll be on the lookout for that. A lot of exciting Black Ops 4 stuff around the corner, so we'll get to that. We just want to give a final send-off to the World War II journey. I think they did, I had fun with it, and at the end, I had fun with it. It's not for everybody. It's not the best thing since sliced bread, and I hope to see a lot of improvements in the next game. I, I, think, I think I'm more hopeful if they do, if this could continue. I think it's a lot better than people give it credit for. Yeah, and the, and the online space at the very least. So, mm-hmm. awesome. Thank you guys so much for watching. I need to take my love and pride and joy out. Oh, she's sleeping. And uh, I will see you all next Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, for another episode of Zombros. Bye now. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Zombros. Make sure to download the podcast on iTunes and support the show on Patreon if you haven't already. If you have the time, be sure to rate the show because it helps keep the podcast going. Links will be in the description. We will see you in the next episode.